Friendship. I'm Lacey here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. What's going on, everybody? How are we? We're good. We How are you Gucci. Oh, I got butterflies in my stomach today, let me tell you. <laughs> that is usually a good sign, but you're not saying it good. Listen, I have a track record for bringing in special movies to this podcast and them getting ripped to shreds. But see... Um, the movies that you bring in, I always get in trouble for. People are like, oh, you hate The Princess Bride? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you get in trouble, Carmela? I do. <laughs> Mela and Rashawn have been removed from a combined five wills from Lacey's episode. <laughs> I would have to say, though, that's a you problem. That's not a me it's problem. It's true. Oh, that's a, can't deny that. She said, "Deal with it." <laughs> Lacey and I finally got around to watching Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. What did yeah. we think? <sighs> um, Josh. Oh goddamn! Is it possible to think a movie is funny without liking it as a whole? Yeah. Then no. that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It like it felt so Nickelodeon sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the kid in the submarine. That bit. I warned you that it was very silly. It gave me very like Austin Powers vibes. That's like, what I said. That's yep. how it hit. But me. Austin Powers feels like it's tongue in cheek in this one. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe maybe I'm just more cynical and I still laughed throughout at a, most of the jokes. But when it ended, I was like, I don't know if I liked it or not. It's very earnest and just about two friends you know and i feel like Kristen and annie just wanted to make this movie and they weren't really worried about appeasing the masses it's it's like two ucb vets finally got a blank check to to film a sketch they've been doing for years Mm -hmm. that's absolutely how it felt it's like maybe jokes like the whole trish bit not to like give anything away (laughs) that is something you know Kristen and annie like do outside of the movie mm-hmm. and they're like you know what this is kind of funny let's just throw it in and if you get it if you get it if you don't well it's still in a movie that's what i really enjoyed about it i really liked the movie i don't know that it's like one that i will throw on again you know <laughs> soon but i really enjoyed it and i think that's what i liked so much about it and what worked for me is the confidence in it this is what I think is funny. So this is the story we're telling. And this is the bit we're doing. Like there were so many times throughout where I was like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? (laughs) But I was there on the ride with them. Like it was a fun time. It was fun for me. Um, I got a chance to watch a movie called St. Maude, a new quote unquote new A24 horror film. Mm. Oh, it is about a young woman who becomes a caretaker for a character played by Jennifer L. And she is devoutly religious and she is not quite right. (laughs) 
And that's pretty much all I'll give to you. I did not subscribe to the Church of St. Maud. Did not love it. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I didn't love it. It, it um, The one thing I'll give it, it has a dynamite final shot. Better than the, the witch? Why do you do this? Because <laughs> it's not Why my are you the way that you are? <laughs> no, it is not better than the witch. I feel like this is your first... A24, A24, I always say A24, like an A24 <laughs> movie that you don't like. Is that true? Mm, I, on initial watch, It Comes at Night didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. But then I watched it again and I, I really dug it. Regardless, um, this is an A24 stan account. Yeah. Absolutely. And but Neon, it, while we're at it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, you're good. I. That's all I really have to say. Dynamite Final Shot. I think uh, the lead performance is is crazy good. Didn't really didn't really gel with the full movie. So I jumped into the Hotel Cecil doc. <gasps> Me too. Okay. I'm spooked. We already knew this. But I feel and maybe I'm wrong here that it's a little stretched out just to be stretched out. If it was the documentary about the hotel and then each episode was about like a really cool insane case that happened there that would have been better versus them being about the Elisa Lamb case the whole time there's a lot of fucked up shit that happened in that hotel that each episode could have been on a different person or happening but for them to do the whole first episode just explaining to get to this well-known elevator tape that we all want to see again and then you only get like five minutes of it at the end of the episode to go Mm -hmm. to the second episode i'm like all right baby let's move it on so it it was okay what did you think i agree with that i think they were very concerned with the production value of it um like there, there's not reenactments, but like the the way that they intercut yes. some of the like backstory and like unnecessary. It's just it feels like filler. It's like you said, Mel. It kind of feels like fluff when we really just want to get to the case. Right. There's a lot of shots of a young actor who's sitting at a computer, like. It intercuts, I'm not kidding, like every five minutes. I'm like, dude, we get how a person looks at a computer. We get it. Let's just see the actual guy because they have him sitting there doing the interview. So I'm like, we don't need to see the reenactment. The guy's right here. So I'm like, they could have cut all that out and just sped up the episode for me. I have only watched the first episode and a few minutes into the second and I just, I don't know that I necessarily want to go back to it. I don't know. Um, it didn't hold me. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have one more episode, like I said. I could watch it or leave it. it I feel like I'm like, I, I, I got the meat of it. I'm good on it. Yeah. I watched something on Hulu last night, and I still don't know what I'm feeling about it. It's called In and of Itself, and it's a documentary slash live recording of a one-man show. There's cutaways with animation and art. It's written by and starring Derek Delgadio, an exploration of self and identity and perception. 
intermixed with magic, kind of. How, how I, did you fall upon this? <laughs> Were you stoned? Oh, I, I almost wish I was. Well, is it like, crack? Is that what you smoke? <laughs> I don't want to give too much away about it because I'm pretty much a sucker for anything that's theater. I'll watch it you know, who we are and how we identify ourselves. And it seemed to have that kind of heartbeat to the show. It was really moving and confusing. And I just would love someone to talk to you about it because I don't know what happened to me. Like it was an experience that happened to me. Someone please watch it and at me so we can we can talk because I, I need I need someone. To share this experience with. <laughs> Need some answers. Or it's just something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I've put this off long enough. I'm not ready. But it's time. So, what are we fighting about today? Lacey? Oh, God. What? What? I watched Spirited Away. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you brought this to the podcast. I know. You chose this. I know. I know. And sorcerers rule. <laughs> the witch Baba controls you by stealing your name. If you completely forget it, you'll never find your way home. Your name belongs to me now. One girl's future depends on her judgment. Aren't you getting wet out there? Spirited Away is an Academy Award winning animated feature film written and directed. I'm getting it out of the way (laughs) right at the top of you, too. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Rashawn. I see you, Grassi. An Academy Award winning animated feature film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, starring DeVay Chase, Suzanne Plachette. Jason Marsden, Susan Egan. The story is about 10-year-old Chihiro and her parents who are moving to a new town, starting new jobs, starting at a new school, and on their move, they stumble upon this seemingly abandoned amusement park where we find a resort, a respite for the spirit world, the spirit realm. And after her parents are turned into giant pigs, stick with me, Chihiro must work her way through the spirit world in order to rescue her family and escape. Here's what I will say before I let you rip me to shreds. I did not grow up watching Miyazaki movies. I was not introduced to Studio Ghibli until Josh and I got together and he showed me Totoro. It genuinely changed my perception of what an animated movie could be and how an animated movie could make me think how an animated movie could make me feel. Josh shared with me today a quote that was, Disney movies are for your heart, but Miyazaki movies are for your soul. I watched My Neighbor Totoro and immediately was like, I need to watch everything <laughs> in, from this studio, from this roster. And went jumped from Totoro to Ponyo to Hell's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service to Spirited Away. These movies are so deep and beautiful and they give access to big feelings for kids who may not understand the big feelings that they have or that they're going through 
while still being incredibly magical and whimsical and scary and creepy and funny and weird. I just, I love everything about this movie. Okay, just go. Someone start. <laughs> I, this is not a, a bad thing. I just, after watching this, I'm like, I'm, I'm finding a theme with Lacey's favorite movies. Young girl <laughs> mm-hmm. gets lost or gets abandoned, goes into a very fucking weird world, <laughs> uh-huh. has a good ass time, learns a lesson, and then comes back out. What's not to love, Noah? <laughs> What's not to love? Noah, had you seen Spirit Away before? I had seen it before, I think maybe twice. Once in a class and then once with an old friend. But I don't know if I didn't see it through or something. Like Once I started watching it this time around, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I had, I have seen this. But this was like my first, I feel like I'm sitting down watching this and soaking it all in. How did how it did, soak? How did it hit, how did it soak? How did it soak? Girl, <laughs> it didn't soak. I know. It didn't soak. I know. I, I don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. These, there are some images in this movie that I don't understand how a child at 10 could watch. The huge lady? Is just creepy in itself. Which one? <laughs> to be more specific. <laughs> the twin. The I think her name is Yubaba. Yubaba. Yubaba and Granny. Baby. No, that ain't no granny of mine. <laughs> <laughs> she makes her a special bracelet that protects her. It's a hair tie. Okay, same thing. No. I uh <laughs> okay, this is the thing, is like I know how special this movie is to people, obviously to you, Lacey, probably to you, Josh. And I want to understand por qué. Why? Like, what, what is it exactly that touches, as you said before, your soul? Because I didn't watch this at 11. And I, I said to Rashawn, I don't think I would have because I would have been scared. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's, I can't really relate. I don't, I don't know who can. I just, like, don't get it. I think your first problem is you're framing it like this is a kid's exclusive movie. No, I don't I don't even think it is. I think it's one of those like truly a family film because it's not just about things that kids do. It's just about humans can be greedy fucks sometimes. And that's how the parents like initially turn into pigs. So that's like one of the first lessons. So I don't think it's just for kids. But as I was watching it, I thought about because a lot of like reviews, five star reviews that I was reading about it, it's just like, I would have loved this as a child. And how you said it's so whimsical and fantastical. And I want to be immersed in that world, but I can't. I'm setting up this conversation as to what exactly for you makes it all of that. Okay. <laughs> Rashawn? Hey. Hey. What's up? I'm ready. What? <laughs> I'm just, prickles are out, man. I'm ready. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I want to preface this by saying... <laughs> it's never a good no. start, dude. No, I preface this by saying that I am approaching this with a completely Western sensibility. And that I know that watching Maizagi's movies, especially with an English dub, because I think that they throw in a lot of exposition especially in the English dub, so that Western audiences can understand the plot more. Mm-hmm. 
you're um, before you keep going you're correct because a lot of mizaki's plot actually comes from names like the names right. the characters names the places names those are all plot points that you don't necessarily get truly speaking english so you're right. correct there so we are getting a movie that is filtered from its original source and original culture into a digestible way for americans to watch having said that i don't like what i don't like this movie (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i also know that what what i am not liking is something that has been changed from its original intention into now this movie that has to fit inside of a three-act structure and it doesn't fit it doesn't work in that format for me it doesn't like the two puzzle pieces don't fit for me so i'm not approaching this with just this movie sucks that's i'm not saying that at all because i i recognize that it is an oscar-winning movie i do think it is worth noting don't if you bring up ice age i'm gonna throttle you no i think it's worth (laughs) noting this is the first ghibli movie that disney put their weight behind and as such it is the most mainstream and has the most crossover appeal of all of his movies because they they put the weight of Disney behind it. So it won Best Picture, it won Best Animated Feature, it's the highest grossing movie in America. Got it. I don't like it. <laughs> what? Well, okay. Then we, it is. Well, I, it hold is, on. I'm going to say right off the bat. Please go. Like, I appreciate your, let me preface this that you just had, but... <laughs> You're already saying you don't like it because it's not what you're used to watching. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you... You can't go into movies with that, Rashawn! No, hear me out. Hear me out, Liz. I'm saying that is why it is harder for me to digest. I don't like it because I don't like it. But <laughs> it's harder for me to... It's harder for me to... <laughs> it's harder... For me to connect with it because of that cultural translation. That's what I'm saying. But I don't like the movie because it is, to me, extremely aimless and shapeless. And I don't, again, the problem that I had with Coraline, but this makes me kind of like Coraline a little bit more, is that I think these very... These very stylized and hugely imaginative moments don't make a cohesive whole for me. Stop being polite. You are dancing around. Talk, just tell me what you don't like. <laughs> I, that's what I don't like is that I, I, from moment to moment, I feel like I'm not watching a complete movie as, as much as I'm watching a bunch of really great ideas in a two-hour block. Oh, my God. This is the same argument you had for Adam's family, Rashawn. Well, homegirl, don't ask me to tell you if you don't want to hear it. How can you? It's, it's, oh, my God. I will say Adam's family values had connective tissue. This, to me, like, once she gets to the bathhouse, it's just like a free-for-all. Chihiro is the connective tissue. It's about her. I don't think it is at some point. I think she's just there. What? I think That's she just happens point. to be what? there while all. Th- what? What are you do talking you about? Know what I, do you want to know what I think, or you want to know what I think? I want to fight you. Is what I want you. That's just how I feel. That's how I going. feel. That's how, that's it. That's how I feel. Have Josh. What were you going to say? Go ahead, Josh. 
I was going to say that I I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Lacey said, I introduced her to Miyazaki movies, so obviously I like them. This might be because I'm a weeb. I grew up watching anime. I still watch anime. There are things I think maybe that I know through osmosis of of watching these TV shows and movies that that I may not realize I can pick up on in terms of Japanese culture. It's something that's I don't even realize that right. I can pick up. I something I like about the movie is the reason Rashawn doesn't like it is when you picture Spirited Away. One of the first shots for me, at least is Chihiro on top of Haku riding through the wind. It's sort of this floaty, airy. It's She's a spirit. She's a spirit. It's not grounded at all. And I think this movie finds that tone immediately. And the reason being, the reason I like it, the same reason Rashawn doesn't like it, I think is because in most of Miyazaki's movies, this one included, especially this one, he does not start the movie with a script. Yes. He starts with a baseline of a character and how this, where this character is at in their life. And him and his team make the movie as they're figuring it out together, like chronologically. Yeah, that you is a huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that, though. Yell at her, Lacey. Yell at her. I like yeah, that because I'm yelling at both of you today. Lacey is gagged. Oh, my God. I have been doing my best to articulately and politely tell you what I think. Carmela's just throwing daggers. <laughs> I, I'm not articulate, baby, like you. I'm just going to be like, I didn't like it. <laughs> but it, but it flows, I also though. said I didn't like it. You can't, you can't name a, a, a latter part of the movie that would happen without something happening earlier on in the film. It's all connected. I don't know if it is. How is it not? What are you talking there. about? So towards the end, we find out that Haku... It's like love that broke the spell, right? Yeah. Okay. I fucking loved that. And I turned to Rashawn and I said, why didn't we see this movie? In that moment, I didn't know that whole storyline. Because I was like, first of all, they're kids. What is happening? They're in love. How old are they supposed to be? This this Haku was in the movie for like 15 minutes prior to this. You know who else didn't know that storyline? Who? Chihiro. Chihiro. She forgot. That's the whole point. She, that just, she for- that doesn't fly with me. I'm so sorry. What, that, that like she, that we that- get that, for lack of a better word, that we get that dump at the end. And if, if this was, if this was a different movie and that same exact conversation was had at the end of the movie, you guys would say, where did that come from? They're just saying that. So I'm supposed to take it. Because because there's no there's no lead up to that. We get references all the time about how in the spirit realm, they're they're ripping their me- your memories from you, and you're ripping the important parts of you away from you, like your name, and the people you love, and your identity gets ripped away from you, and you forget. And that's that's Granny's whole thing is you have to try to remember. I don't think this movie is about Haku and Chihiro. I don't. That's not. This movie mm-hmm. is about Chihiro. It's about her journey, her adventure, her self-exploration, her growth. And I'm here for it. I mean, she remembers Haku and helps him remember himself at the end. And it's a beautiful moment. I mean, not just the animation, but the connection between the two characters is beautiful. But that's not what the movie is about. 
the movie's about Chihiro growing as a person, it, and it's it's a gradual growth. It's not take door A or take door B. You slowly see her learn to care about other people over herself throughout the course of the movie. She starts off as a fucking brat. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandably, she's a 10-year-old who's being forced Ooh. to move. <laughs> Did, can I say really quick, I turn to Josh in the first five minutes of the movie, and I go, well, Mella's not going to like this because the parents are mean. <laughs> the parents were not as mean as Coraline's Michael Chiklis parents. It's Michael Chiklis, by the way. Uh, not, not many people. You got are. a zaddy booty. You saw that? <laughs> <laughs> Little black soldiers. Oh, fists. He, while he, he had walked. a jawline, dude. Anyway, it's about her. She gradually learns to give a shit about people and help people, even if it won't benefit her at all, even if it will be actively detrimental to her. She's helping them. She the the river god gives her this medicine that she splits between Haku and No-Face instead of giving it to her parents. She's, right. she's growth. She's learning. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't start the movie off being like, this girl's terrible. She needs to learn A, B, and C, D lesson. <laughs> like, she's a 10-year-old. I, I mean, I'll That's buy the point. it. She, I know, um, but I'm not... Hey, 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 real what? quick. Where was that sympathy for Coraline, Rashawn? Because you ripped her to fucking shreds. Because she's still a jerk at the end of the goddamn movie. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She kind of is. Yes, she is. Oh my god, we're not talking about this. We're talking about Chihiro and Spirited Who brought it up? Me. Who brought it up? It's my episode, biatch. Real quick, real quick. Pause, Lacey. Take a breath. (laughs) Is that a cigarette? We need to take a screenshot of the beginning of the Zoom call and now and compare with your shoulder height. I will say I did not know that this is a recent love that you had. I thought this was something that you had grown up with because I saw this when I was like 13 and I thought that's where you were coming from. But to, to know that it's kind of linked to your love for Josh softens me a little bit not enough to like this movie (laughs) but it softens me a little bit mela does it soften you uh it's sweet i don't know if it softens (laughs) me i i think to a big part of why i think this movie is so great mela you said it's scary and like it would have scared you as a kid and i think i've brought this up many times on the podcast we have lost a lot of that like creepy storytelling for kids it's important for kids to be exposed to characters like this and to stories like this because it challenges your perception of the world it changes your perception of how you see things in everyday life the characters in this movie like the spider-man in charge of the bathhouse that guy is scary looking but when he comes up and he cradles her while she's sleeping and covers her up Little pillow, little purple pillow. Yeah, that perception of, okay, he looks scary, but like he actually has good insides. I think that's a really important message for kids to see and experience, um, especially from the safety of like as a viewer, you know? I mean, it's some some of them, that's the thing with Miyazaki movies is some lessons are hit you over the head with a mallet like Disney and some don't. Like the obvious one, obviously, of the of the sludge slime boy actually being a river god who has who's been polluted it hits you over the head but then like you said the the water operator who is introduced 
horrifyingly. He controls these dust sprites. He's got arms just keep coming out of him. And then you find out he's one of the nicest characters in the movie just mm-hmm. because Chihiro just keeps interacting with him like a human or a spirit or a frog or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> have you and, go ahead. Have you watched this movie in its original language? Or do I you have, watch I it have not. I have only watched the dub. Okay. I guess that would be my thing is, does this movie visually, I think visually maybe I would fuck with it a little bit more because like I said, the fact that they have to, the English dub kind of has to spoon feed the audience a little bit more and say, oh, this is A, that does B. Those lines are not a part of the original piece, the original piece of art. You know what I mean? So I think that was where I was kind of just like out of it because it, it at some points these people seemed like video game characters where they were just saying like, oh, this is a bathhouse. This does da 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 da. And at, there were moments in the film where I tried to connect and I wanted to just take in the visuals of the movie and I kept getting bogged down in this English dub dialogue that I that kind of removes me from whatever the story is trying to do. But I feel like even if you watched it in the Japanese language, it would still have English subtitles. So it would do essentially the same thing. I but I think, think there's get... I think there's actual lines of dialogue that are being added that are not in the original uh, piece. I see what you mean. Like I I don't think what Miyazaki originally wrote would would explain where they are, what happens right. to a this lot, person. I think a just, lot of his movies, yeah, including this one, are like deeply ingrained in Japanese culture, like bathhouses and and the food that they eat, and that's very valid. I think. Thankfully, they don't do the annoying thing where they try to exactly match the dub up with the mouth because that's always bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you watch the mouths, they are speaking a whole lot less than the dub is. So for for Lacey's sake, <laughs> Mamela, is there anything that you liked or anyone? I think the big baby is funny. <laughs> no way. You can't. <sighs> What's your takeaway from this gorgeous, animated, beautifully, incredibly scored Academy Award-winning, hand-drawn, animated feature film about a girl finding herself and learning to grow and be selfless. Mm, I like the giant cheeked-up baby. Well, the baby's (laughs) in it. I mean, what do you want? She can't ignore the baby. (sighs) That baby isn't trying to be ignored anyway. That baby is in yes, charge is. of everything he does. He's hi- he's hiding I mean, in the pillows. What you said about it being a movie for kids and or not necessarily it being a movie for kids, but a kid watching this movie. Kids don't necessarily watch a movie and like sit down and try to learn a lesson. You just subconsciously learn it as you go. And I I do find that in this movie overall. I personally don't think it's something I like and would watch again. But I would give this to my nephew and be like, here, watch this. Tell me what you think. Because I think there is a different mindset between watching it as a child and watching it as an an adult. You're going to take away two different things out of it, hopefully. So I, I do think it's something that 
everyone should watch. But yeah, again, I just I don't feel like I could connect to it in a way that I could connect to like a Disney movie. That's fair. No, it's fair. I I want to take a step back because I think everyone thinks I'm way angrier than I actually am. (laughs) Your opinions are valid and your feelings are valid. Thank you. I just disagree with them. Hit him with a psych. Hit him with a psych. (laughs) (laughs) I know I say I just disagree with them. Of note to Rashawn's point too about the dub versus how it's perceived in Japan. Up until last year, this was the highest grossing film in Japan, period. It just got beat out last year by an an anime movie that's really popular. But it beat Titanic, Frozen, any Disney movie. So I want to weigh in with something that I love so that I can extend an olive branch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There's something. (laughs) There are these moments of silent moving motion. And I was really moved by those moments in the movie. And so I looked things up and there's a conversation that Miyazaki had with Roger Ebert. And I just want to read something really quick that uh, Roger Ebert asked him about these moments that don't really advance the story, but they do give a sense of time and place. And Miyazaki said, we have a word for that in Japanese. It's called ma, emptiness. It's there intentionally. If you just have nonstop action with no breathing space at all, It's just busyness. But if you take a moment, then the tension building in the film can grow into a wider dimension. If you just have constant tension at 80 degrees all the time, you just get numb. Mm. And those were the moments that I did attempt to connect with the movie. The busyness does not gel with Rashawn Durrell at all. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't. I can't. I'm sorry. I tried. This is my third time seeing this movie. I love you so much, Lizzie. <laughs> is not the peanut butter to my jelly. You know what I mean? Homegirl but is loud. What's she loud? What She's loud. She loud. You Baba? No. The movie. Shihiro is loud. Just yeah. her voice. Yeah. Yeah. She's opinionated but, and strong-willed. No, back to back to Ma. I think that's something Miyazaki is a master at in all of his movies, but this one again, it's it, the 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 most famous frames from this movie are Ma. It's Chihiro and No Face on the train, just riding the train. Mm-hmm. It's Chihiro riding through the sky with Haku, no words, just enjoying the wind. The iconic frames of this movie, almost all of them, are Ma. And I I think they're powerful because everything is, especially in this story, like chaotic and crazy. And I mean, this is the Japanese version of an Alice in Wonderland type of story. You know, like it's it's chaos and crazy. And these characters are mean to Chihiro throughout the whole, almost the whole movie. But she keeps working and moving towards saving her parents. But those quiet moments where you get to just kind of watch are the moments that I imprint myself on what's happening. Those are the moments that I also like, I'm able to like, you can fill in on your own what the characters are thinking, feeling, where they're going, what, you know, what the purpose is of these journeys. And yeah, that, that quote was very powerful. Thanks for Sean. Of course. It'll be the one time. The one time what? (laughs) (laughs) The one time I'll say thank you for this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> Mel called it, by the way. She said, this is Alice in Wonderland. This is Lacey. I just know you 
to a T, Lacey, and that's that's great. <laughs> this is that. I don't like that I'm becoming predictable. Not predictable. Yeah. We just it just shows how close we're getting. Bringing a porn next month. No, no. <laughs> Debbie Josh. does Dallas or bust. Oh my god! Literally, this is an animated movie. Give me my episode, please. You said it's not a kids movie. <laughs> I see. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna step in on that. I don't know if it's a kids movie. It's. I would not show this to my badass ten year old kid until they were like twelve, thirteen. I would. I would not put- show this to my young children. I'd put 10 at the earliest. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Josh, we're I mean, going to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I would show them Totoro or maybe even Howl's, but this one specifically has a, a bit of an edge to it. Yeah. There there are just things in the movie that I don't know if I would, again, saying this single as fuck with no prospects, but there are things in this movie that I don't know if I would want my less than 10 year old to chew on just yet even if they don't know what they're viewing that's in their head and in their spirit and i don't know if i like my little kid's gonna come up to me and be like what do you think i'm like um little denzel i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you have to go go call your aunt Lacey because i don't know (laughs) does that mean you named him denzel or you Adopting no, he wants to be a little actor. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but what this movie does so well is that where it's padded with these palpable and cute side characters. We have the dust sprites. We have the the little mouse and the little little birdie, mm. you know, duo that kind of fluff out the harder moments and the harsher moments of this movie. But they don't. I mean, that doesn't show up till like an hour and a half in. The dust bites are in the first like thirty minutes. The little birdie though. Yeah, no, not not for my. They're kids. so cute though. That scene with the dust bites is still like I laughed out loud rewatching it as they all like realize, oh, if I'm being squished, she's gonna do my work, and they all start dropping the coal on themselves with their little legs spindling around. I love that's, it. That's where I got a little antsy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh God, Lacey." No, I. T- <laughs> With the, when they dropped the gold, clink, clink, clink. No, clink, clink. the little. Oh, that they're... I didn't even think about that, Rashawn. I'm sorry. It's fine, <laughs> yeah. but I I did watch the last half of this movie standing up. But <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'll say though, there is there are scary moments, but I don't think. Watching as someone who watched this pretty young, especially, I guess, for boys watching this pretty young, or, or or I guess as someone who's interested in stuff like anime and video games watching this pretty young, the scary stuff isn't like Haku internally bleeding or homegirl's nose. The scary stuff is the stuff that's still kind of scary as an adult, like No Face's sound design. that just like the <laughs> fucking creepy. And to me, they held the same weight when I first watched this at like 15 as I did now at, at 24, you know. They wish. Joshua. Again, I, I think if my kid or my nephew saw it at eight, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, you shouldn't watch this. I think I would just like, okay, well, what'd you think? Versus at 12, I think I would be like, you should watch this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to like, withhold it i don't want to dumb my kids down (laughs) but because they might get something that i 
at no. 22 don't you know okay. what i mean everyone lying today <laughs> <laughs> let me live my truth i don't know but i i know that i wish i wish i i connected with this movie i really quick just to i think the whole pig thing is just so intense but not, a, a, not in a bad thing not in a bad way i'm just like they go in there I don't gonna, like we're gonna eat your fucking mom. Right. Well, you better choose the right one, or it is what it is. That damn. Like I, just, <laughs> I feel like it's just such an intense lesson that I think Josh, you said they just fully go for it. They're hitting you over the head. You don't have to think about what the lesson is. You are being greedy. You ate all this food. Now you a pig. Look, like it's just <laughs> that's what it is. There's themes of like greed and consumerism and i know that there are images and and thoughts that he has on japanese civilization that just miss me completely because i have never Mm -hmm. lived in japan that you know none of us would get Mm -hmm. so in a different way i would want to rewatch this and read more about it and this rewatch did prompt me to do that and read more about it but i don't know if that for me makes a an enjoyable movie before we move on before Lacey gets too upset i do want to <laughs> give give flowers to the people most deserving in this movie and that's the animators whether or not the animation sat well with you i think it's undeniable that the this hand-drawn movie is very pretty it's mm-hmm. pretty but it's also visceral like the moments that are intense really are unsettling and intense And it's balanced, I think it's balanced really well between the grotesque and the scary. You have these beautiful moments of not just gorgeous scenery, which we see so much of between the garden and the forest and the sky and the water. The elements are so beautifully animated. But when we see the characters who have been scary, like Zaniba, you know, we're, we're going to her home thinking she's going to punish even more or she's going to want retribution from Haku and she turns into this really soft grandmotherly character no face has become this big gluttonous you know selfish creature looming over the bathhouse when in reality he wants a reciprocal relationship you know no face's whole character is he's been pushed aside he's pushed been left out of the bathhouse Chihiro lets him in and doesn't want anything in return. Every character that he comes up against wants something else from him. Oh, you like gold? Okay, I'll make gold. And then I have attention and food and company. But all he wants is that that reciprocal relationship. He wants a pal. He wants a friend. He wants a friend. And, and he finds that through Chihiro and with his relationship that he establishes with Zaniba at the end and staying with Zaniba to work with Zaniba. Like he wants purpose and he wants companionship without being asked of anything in return. And that is a very deep and valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, Just say I, the line, Bart. I'm sad you didn't like it, but I'm, I appreciate that you watched it as always. Um, you are dripping with disdain. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I I feel like maybe I I might bring another Miyazaki at some point to the pod, and we do something like 
Ponyo or Kiki's Delivery Service, something that's a little lighter as far as tone. <laughs> this is not lighter, but I really like Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, I love Howl's. I love Howl's. But it's, how do you love Howl's and you don't love spirit? You know what? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys no, let's play? get into it. What's up? <laughs> say the line, Lacey. Say the why, can I, why can I not like Howl's Moving Castle? You like Howl's Moving Castle, but you don't like Spirited Away. What's the connection that you're making? What is the difference? That one is a little more workable for me. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a little more formulaic. Okay, I get it, Rashawn. Let's see who wants to play a game. You oh are not God. going to debase my movie taste. <laughs> I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. So, I think something we can all agree on in watching this movie and in watching any Japanese animation is that the food looks fucking incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Those little chicken wings? Come on. So, for this week's game, I'd like to play a little this or that with some famous animated foods. Mm. Ooh, okay. Do Do I need to spout out rules josh are you gonna like come at me with okay but do you mean this or this he's gonna do it right he's gonna yeah he's gonna do it just be ready for that okay so i'm gonna give you two options this food may be from an animated television show or movie okay and you get to pick one or the other period 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 question in this imaginary world there are no like Rashawn can have milk right there are no dietary restrictions i knew i knew there was going to be I want to make sure. Leave my stomach out of this. <laughs> Our stomachs are steel in this imaginary world. There are no dietary restrictions. You can eat whatever you want in this imaginary scenario, babe. I mean, I don't have any. I was just asking for a shot. Put my stomach on front street. First round. You could either have Mushu's breakfast from Milan or a Krabby Patty from SpongeBob. All right, well, the whole world's going to have a problem with me because I never got any kind of appetite from watching Spongebob. Also, because I barely watched Spongebob. <laughs> so Krabby Patty can get the fuck out. I'm going with Mushu's breakfast, B. I'm going to go with Krabby Patty because something about rice in the morning just Well, it's out. just rice, two eggs, and a strip of bacon, right? <laughs> right, I'm still hungry. It still looks that. really good, though. So I, I'll go make that right now in two minutes. Okay. Krabby Patty... Made by the best fry cook in Bikini Bottom. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, right. Y'all, explain this. Take, explain this phenomenon. Oh, of course I'm taking the Krabby Patty. Lazy could, Josh, Mella, explain the Krabby Patty. It's also the fact that we don't know what's in it. It's a secret is, recipe. Is it, is it, is it You could just horse. throw it in your mouth. Is like it crab? Is it, a, is it a crab beef? cake? A I don't sea know. Horse. But I want to know. Krabby Patty. I would need to know the ingredients before... Nope. Because I don't, no. I don't think I want to eat a seahorse. Is a Krabby Patty gluten free? Oh, shut Get out of here! Uh, What's the next question? Are there any probiotics? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> okay, round two. Can it, can I have it with the jelly they add from the jellyfish? Do you remember that episode? Oh, do I remember that episode? Yes, but no. Oh, I just want to say, I watched an episode of Top Chef, and someone made a burger with mayo and peanut butter, and yeah. my brain has been muddled ever since. <laughs> it's called a bubble burger. I'll make you one. It's really good. No, don't. Stay away from me. 
Round two. This one is specifically to fuck up Josh. So here we go. Would you rather have a bowl of ramen from Naruto or the pizza from Don't. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Why couldn't you separate the two? Why couldn't you put these at different locations? Because I want I you to squirm. I know there's going to be more. I know there's going to be more. You gotta pick pizza. one, babe. You're going pizza? Pizza. That pizza always looks good. <laughs> the cheese looks a little drippy for me. That's how I like it. <laughs> that, that drip. Surprise, surprise. I'm actually going with the ramen. Let's go. Because it just yes. looks hella filling. and It's hearty, dude. Mm-hmm. Josh, pick your poison. Pizza. <gasps> Because because lo- they both look equally good, so it comes down to what would I rather eat in real life? And pizza is my favorite food. So, right, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza, pizza on so- your daddy's ass. That's <laughs> what I mean. No? Huh? Oh, I must have heard another version. Oh, I got ramen hands down. All right, round three. Would you rather eat? The gray stuff from Beauty and the Beast. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Or Tiana's beignets. No, not divisive. Beignets. Beignets. Yes. Next question. Next. Mela, I knew this would be hard for you. Uh, <laughs> you don't say beignets, girl. What's okay, the gray stuff? Yeah. Thinking, explain what the gray stuff is. and then We don't know. It. That's the whole I, thing. Explain what it is without using the word delicious. I am... Okay. Maybe y'all don't know this about me, but descriptive words in front of any food will easily get me. Like, if I see a sign that says ice cold drinks, I will buy it. It's, it's scientific. It's dead ass. It's Pavlovian. So, like, she will, she'll point, like, turn there. So yeah, what is so gray then? Saying gray stuff, it's delicious. I'm like, that's on the I gotta end. have it. I've yeah. had a beignet in real life, and okay, it's honestly soft. Warm beignets. Oh, <laughs> but 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 what if the gray stuff is like whipped cream or like mm. if like you a are mousse. eating gray whipped cream? <laughs> it's a it's, what if it's like a mousse or like check a, your refrigerator. Like, I'm thinking a mousse. Mm-hmm. What do you just take a spoon and like? Yeah, like, it sounds. What, what do you? She what, does it with yes. her finger. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna do gray stuff. Ooh, see? it's beignets for me, baby. Let's go. Hands down. Ben Beignet. Uh, all right. Round four. Kronk's spinach puffs. Oh, fuck. From Emperor's New Groove. Or Remy's Ratatouille from Pixar's Ratatouille. Okay, here's the thing. I admire hard work. You know what I mean? Remy has been through some things. And he put his foot in that ratatouille. <laughs> I don't want no rat feet in my Literal ratatouille. Rat toes. Fiddling Ooh. through. You going with ratatouille? I'm going with ratatouille. It <gasps> changed. Tell me. It changed Anton's worldview. Like he went back to that little kitchen when he was a little boy. You're trying to tell me that big man did not put blood, sweat, and tears into those spinach puffs? I don't believe so. I do. Spinach puffs. Spinach have puffs. You, have you seen the way Remy plates that shit? 
He said Jerizu. You know what? You know where the plate goes after I'm done eating the sink. I don't care. Pl- I respect presentation. Sorry. <laughs> I respect taste. I think the spinach puffs because you could make like a dozen of them and then graze at them all day. She said quantity over quality. <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to have two right now and two later. That ratatouille was so good. They said, put a motherfucking rat in the kitchen. That's how, <laughs> that's how good ratatouille was. And nobody and nobody disagreed. Uh, it's the spinach puffs for me. It's, Let's it's go. It's the spinach puffs for me. So sorry. Y'all are making me cry. Okay. Round five. It's our last round. And it is a all of it. All the food from either of these movies. Sorry in advance, Rashawn. Um, oh, what? Anything and everything from Spirited Away or anything and everything from the other world oh. and other mother from Coraline. Other mother be whipping up some tasty treats, dude. Literally whatever you want, she'll make it. I'm going to do other, other, other worlds, other mother. That being Whoa. said. I'm going spirit away. Do you see how Papa Jawline slurped up that sautéed onion, just like and just and the rice balls and those chicken wings, the like, yeah. like radioactive, like bigger than my heart. Spirit away, dude. Rashawn. <laughs> I can't go to the other world. It's in my contract. So. <laughs> Come have some onions with me, dude. My spirit won't allow it. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh. Dare- we eat teriyaki onions and and crab for the next twenty years, and then I'm eating whatever I want in the other world with Mella for yeah, the next yeah, twenty we'll years. Get that so. baking. And Enjoy then when you your guys... button eyes. So I'm in, baby. So when you guys in. leave the other world, still not satisfied, you can come to Spirited Away Land and then have some uh, pulled Rashawn and barbecue Josh for dinner. <laughs> we have been turned into pigs. <laughs> Cause baby, cause baby, I'm a pork belly. <laughs> we be eating. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wrapping things up for today. Spirited Away is a masterpiece as far as visual animation and musicality and voice acting. Even if. The story doesn't really hit for you. You can still appreciate it for what it is and what it has done for animated movies. All of us would pretty much eat anything and turn into a pig should we be put into this situation. Yes, sir. The score. I never said and anything about the score. I did. Don't worry. You said okay. enough shit today. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. The mic is still hot. He was going to compliment the score. I'm sorry. I shouldn't host anymore. Okay. He said these pork chops are going to be charred. (laughs) Thanks for watching another movie you hate for me, you guys. I love you. Nobody hated it. Nobody hated it. All right. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, my friends, I need you to find a connection between Jason Marsden and Will Smith. I'm close. Oh, I'm close. (laughs) So close. 
I got it. What is it? <clears throat> okay. God, I'm good. Jason Marsden was in a goofy movie with Wallace Shawn, who was in the Toy Story franchise with Joan Cusack, who was in School of Rock with Jack Black, who was in Enemy of the State with Will Smith. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Shouts out to School of Rock. Congratulations, Joshua. Good I'm job. I'm on fire, dude. You are. Good job. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or if you just want to tell us how much you love us, send us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, baby. Bye.